0: This is Politics for the Soul. I'm Bill Hackett.
1: And I'm Elaine Hurd.
0: And Elaine, uh, we're talking guns today and perhaps a bipartisan framework in the U.S. Senate for some type of legislation uh, on on guns. And uh, why don't you lead us off on this one?
1: Well, basically, Bill, there are 10 senators who are Democrats and 10 senators who are Republicans who have been negotiating since Uvalde, the mass murder. And of course, we've had a mass murder nearly every day since Uvalde, which is just shocking that we are living under this kind of threat to our safety, but we are. And they were able to come for, forward with a framework. They're writing the text of the legislation now, but it, what it basically does is it ends a 30-year log jam. Let me repeat that. 30 years, we haven't been able to move anything forward to protect the American people from weapons of war mowing us down. The change is incremental. And most people seem to feel that an incremental change is better than nothing, that this framework will save some lives. And that's what they were after. Um, I have been listening to the most ridiculous, stupid, ignorant, arguments on why people need ar-15s and other automatic rifles uh, such as they need to be able to shoot prairie dogs and feral pigs which is stupid and ridiculous and this is why they won't support any kind of restriction on these weapons of war which are more powerful than the weapons we gave our soldiers in vietnam So uh, the fact that they seem to think they can get 10 votes, you're not gonna get anybody who thinks that, of course, you're not gonna get a Republican senator who thinks that AR-15s are necessary to kill prairie dogs, but you are going to get enough senators, they believe, that will move this forward. So before I go into exactly what the framework is, what do you think about that, Bill?
0: Well, I don't buy anything that they're working on. You know, you hear this time and time again, that, oh, it looks like we have a compromise and no, oh, the Republicans are coming on board and look at all of this. So I'm I'm gonna take a naysayer look. I hope that they do accomplish something. I hope even if it's incremental, that there are, but I think everything that they think about or talk about will be watered down. I think if they even so much as you know come close to stepping over a line on some of these issues, um, and you have you know a case pending. Uh, before the Supreme Court, with I, I believe it's uh, New York's laws uh, regulating uh, guns, and you know, there's a whole issue about well, you know, doesn't New York have a right to say we we don't want guns on well, a subway? And right, so, and so, and so and that yeah, so that I,
1: may that that ruling may come down after we record this, so right, we don't so, even know what that ruling is yet
0: and and that possibly could really actually loosen gun ownership laws make it easier for people to own guns and to carry them sort of where they want we don't know yeah, where but, that's going
1: yeah but, yeah, but let's go to back to what this framework is
0: let's yeah. go back well, to
1: to what well, the again, frame, what they decided on over
0: yeah again i don't buy any of it you know and 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 it's it's just so incremental okay great take it but you know when are you ever going to accomplish anything substantial and okay, if you're not well, yeah That's that's my problem with all of this.
1: Okay, well, the um, framework of this new legislation would not raise the age to get an AR-15 or other automatic rifles from 18 to 21, which you need in order to buy a drink or even 25, you need to be 25 to rent a car. It will not do that. But what it will do, it would put a pause on buyers who are under 21 years of age so that like the Uvalde shooter would went into the store and purchased automatic weaponry and walked right out at age 18. He could not do that with this new framework, this new legislation. There would be time for them to do more extensive background checks and look into juvenile records and even contact the local police to see if they've had any contact with the individual. So that could stop some 18, 19 and 20 year olds from getting an automatic weapon, and that could conceivably uh, be important to what could be another mass shooting.
0: Yeah, well, and, and I also understand that another possible point of compromise is if uh, a, a spouse has been threatened by, you know, presumably, well, let's say that the spouse is female and threatened by a male, or vice versa. That and and the threats have been made, and there's a been some type of a conviction of abuse or threats made that you can then prevent that individual from obtaining a gun or making them go through further background checks. Well, right. So yeah, if they do something there, that that would be helpful.
1: They're encouraging states with some federal incentives in order to uh, pass red flag laws, which is what right. that that refers to. Uh, that could be helpful in in some cases. Uh, They will be increasing funding for school security and training. They will increase access to mental health care by establishing a network of national health centers, provide more telehealth for mental health issues and put in school-based mental health access. It will also increase money for training for school security and also to harden some schools. And then the other thing, which I am not, I don't quite understand what this would do, but it, it clarifies which gun sellers are required to register as federal arms dealers and run background checks. You know, we have this loophole and you know that 90% of the American people want universal background checks, which this does not give us. There still is that loophole with the internet and gun shows, but it looks like they are going to tighten up who can sell these guns without doing background checks. Now that's just a framework, Uh, the devil is in the details, but again, we've talked about guns and we've talked about mass shootings and and whether or not we as the American people can feel safe going into churches, schools, movie theaters, concerts, grocery stores. Are we gonna continue to live Under this blanket of fear because of assault weaponry, where we have nearly 400 million guns in the hands of private citizens of the United States in a population with 332 million people. So there's only 30, 33% of the American people who even own these guns. So we have a third of our population that's heavily armed. I don't know what to do about it. I don't think you're gonna put the toothpaste back in the tube
0: no i it, it's a really difficult situation and you know it's one thing if you're owning a firearm for uh you know that you keep in your house and you're you're doing it for self protection but to allow people to buy AR15s i mean why 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 not let them uh, by some kind of rocket launcher. I guess someone will argue, well, that's not a gun, but well, in essence, it is. And, and you know, these these arguments by the NRA that, you know, you can't restrict guns at all and that there's a Second Amendment right, I don't buy it. As you said, the American people don't buy it. And, you know, I just read a study, too, that you are mo- more likely to be the victim of gun violence if you live in a household where someone owns a gun. And as we know many times uh, when people are facing depression or they're facing rage and they don't know how to handle their rage, a lot of times incidents happen within a household because there is a gun present. And also individuals will say, well, you know, we want individuals to buy a gun to protect themselves from burglars. Many times the gun ends up in the hands of the burglar. So, you know, so, and, and then now you look at these, these radical groups that have all of these firearms and uh, it's, a, it's a really scary situation. And these mass shootings, you know, Las Vegas to others, it, it, it's only going, uh, we're, we're, you know, to think that it's not going to continue is, is people are in dreamland. And well, the yeah.
1: Constitution, the Constitution says a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free straight state the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. That's about a militia. And this has been a perverted definition of the second amendment. And while I say that the toothpaste is out of the tube, I do think that the people need to continue to put the pressure on and look at who they're voting for. So it seems to me that the question to our elected officials, if you care about our democracy, say, hey, do you believe in the fair and free elections, and oh, by the way, do you believe in common sense gun safety laws? And if you don't, then don't vote for them. If these people say that they don't believe in those two items, don't vote for them because it's what we go back to, what's in our heart and what is in our soul. What is more important to you? The safety of us as individuals or, a perverted definition of the second amendment.
0: Yeah, and what I would also say to politicians is, is a check from the NRA more important than the lives of children? Because evidently for a lot of you, it is.
1: Well, they've proven that and they've proven that. And it's going to take the voter. It is going to take the voter. People who care to say, I don't care whether you're an R or a D or an I or a whatever. I wanna know where you stand on the safety of my life and the lives of my family. And right. if you do not get a satisfactory answer, uh, again, gun pr- gas prices or gun safety. I know we're gonna talk about gas prices. I know it's a problem, but I don't know, not getting mowed down by an assault weapon is pretty important too. Oh, wait, I wait a say. minute, are, are
0: gas prices high? I missed something yeah okay, okay. So we'll in sheet, talk tongue in cheek tongue and cheek we'll, we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about that, that another day, yeah okay you know, I think we'll have to we'll have to have a whole show on uh the increase in prices and perhaps ways for people to minimize the impact yeah. on them yeah of course, I, I think that but will be I, an I, important I, thing
1: right, and i I just was was comparing so, we have to we have to prioritize and compare what's important to us, so that's about what I have to say about this bill,
0: yeah, and I think that's that's it for me, and I think you know really again, reach into your soul think about the lives of these poor children and individuals who've been affected by these mass shootings. And there is a way to stop these mass shootings. And it really, we're, we're looking to our elected leaders to do something. Uh, and, you know, it is, uh, again, this is not the end of this violence. It's, it continues. And so uh, let's just pray for the families of Buvaldi, let's uh, pray for um, everyone who's been a victim of gun violence. This has been Politics for the Soul. I'm Bill Hackett.
1: And I'm Elaine Hurd and please continue to pray for all the victims of gun violence.